0: We're we're holding by the lulav. The lulav is very critical. And as I talked about at the conclusion of yesterday's class, the direction of the lulav is down and to the heart. The Rebbe had a custom that every year, people used to bring the Rebbe gifts, a sregim, a dasan, a lovin for himself. And the Rebbe always insisted on paying for them, and he always insisted on paying them before yomtif, but naturally it was a great tzchus to give the Rebbe a and so on. And then the Rebbe would give out lulah He didn't give everybody. He gave select people. He gave select people. Um, usually one person from every country, or from every state. And some very prominent chassidim would get from the Rebbe, good morning. Some would get all four, some would get only a Lula, some would get only a an esrik. And there was a whole system with a list. You could see pictures of the Rebbe standing in his room holding a piece of paper, looking at the list and monitoring. People would come into the Rebbe's room and take a and all of them. The chassidim, who didn't want to waste the Rebbe's time, would go in and just take whatever they got and leave. And believe me, whatever you got was checked five times. It was kosher a kosher sheba, kosher. It was checked by the by the seller. It was checked by... The Rebbe's secretaries, and the Rebbe checked it himself. But then you had people who sit there and look to see if the Lula was straight, you know. But in any case, there's photographs of the Rebbe giving out Daludmina. And after people took what they would take, they would line up and walk by the Rebbe, and the Rebbe would say to each one, That means to draw down all the Hamshachas. I guess the right word is the drawings down, all the pulling down for the whole year. The theme of lulav, Api Kabola, and Abi Hasidus is to bring it down and to bring it into your heart. Api nigle, it has to do with Panasa, like all the Chagim, or three Yamam Tevim that we have are really all holidays that celebrate food and blessing and abundance. Sukkot is the time of the ultimate harvest, and therefore it's the greatest Simcha. We're judged for water, which is a source of Panasa on Sukkot. All the things that I've touched on in the past... And the reason for taking the Dalad Minim is to celebrate the harvest. We take four species of a possibility of hundreds and thousands of species of plants and fruits to celebrate with on sukkis And the reason we shake it in the various directions is to fend off negative winds. That's loruchus, bad spirits. I don't mean spirits, demons, winds. But in Kabbalah, the idea is you're shaking outward to fend off not good winds. And it's in Chassidus. The key is to bring it to your heart. So the Rebbe would say you should bring everything good down for the whole year using the lulav. Which is why it is very critical in Kabbalah to shake the lulav in the sukkah. In many communities, and this is really the halachic way, you take a lulav to shul, you daven in shachris, you get the hallow. You take out your lulav, you, you make a baruch and you shake it in shul. Because there's a strong connection between the lulav and the And that's how it's done. Chesid <laughs> the take the lulav to shul, they get the halal, they all march out into the sukkah, they make a baruch in the sukkah, they come back into the shul and say hallow. Chabad doesn't do either of those things. We get up early and we do the lulav early in the morning. Even though there is a strong connection between lulav and Hallow. In other words, the position of shaking it before a hollow is reasonable, it's credible. But there's an idea of zriz magdim and the mitzvahs, doing mitzvahs as soon as possible. This is our custom. is how we do it. And dafki in the sukkah. I'll get back to the sukkah momentarily. Just remember that the sukkah is a cloud. That's good and bad. It envelops you and it, en- in- it-, it encompasses you. On the other hand, it's not you. It's an environment. And when you walk out of the cloud, you cannot take the cloud, you can't eat the cloud. You can drink water, you cannot eat vapor. But the luluv contributes to the effect of this cloud. Let's start from the beginning. I've already alluded to you, I mentioned this yesterday, that there's a lot of similarities between the holidays. Mystically, there's a lot of things that happen in Pesach, repeat themselves One of those things which is not so widely known and most interesting is the connection between the matzah and the luluv. We eat matzah in Pesach, right? Matzah is humility, matzah is faith. But there's a reason we eat matzah in addition. Based on the Gemara, that the Gemara says, A child does not know to recognize his father till he eats grain. What they call in, 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 uh, whatever they call it, in uh, pediatric medicine, solid foods. A baby knows his mother almost instantaneously. But to recognize his father and to have a sense of what the father is takes time. The difference between my father and the other person's father or my grandfather or my uncle or my big brother takes time. So the Gemara says that when a child eats bread, chitim, wheat, bread, it it gives, however you want to explain it, whether the bread gives him the awareness or the age of eating bread gives him the awareness, the child can recognize his father. So, technically, simplistically, it's an age issue. You reach a certain age, you're able to eat solid foods, you have a recognition, not just of your mother, but of your father. But mystically, it's much deeper than that. According to Kabbalah, wheat is das. Wheat gives das. Das does not mean understanding. Right? Wheat, wine, Oil. Das, Bina, Chochmah. Okay? Wheat is Das, Yayin, wine is Bina and shemen is is Chochmah, Yitarech. And it's explained in Kabbalah, see this is even the Muslim for this in Gemara. There's a connection between wheat and das. But Das is a weird one. Das is considered one of the intellectual tools, but it's not intellectual. Chochmah is, in my interpretation, a creative tool. Bina means clarity, thoroughness, detail, order, departmentalization. Chochmah is a creative skill, and Bina is a thorough uh, uh, um, skill—a skill of breaking things up into details and organizing them in a constructive way. Das adds nothing to your understanding. You don't understand something less or more, whether or not you have das. Rather, what das is is that what you understand is real. The, the, the correct term, das, is, is a tool of depth and maturity and integrity. A lot of people can be brilliant. They understand things very well. Yeah? And they're little babies. It's, it's not uncommon to find geniuses who are emotionally totally underdeveloped. And there's ways of explaining it because of social pressures. When you're exceptional in one area, you can afford to be deficient in many others. You can be a, a genius. You can be Einstein and... <laughs> Um, you can be brilliant and be a baby. Because there is no corollary between intellectualism, between what they call in the world intelligence, and menschhood. There is no connection between intellectualism and menschhood. Menschhood has to do with the word hergish, feel. Feel doesn't mean emotion. Feel means a sense of reality. To some people, life is a movie. You know how movies work? You have a movie set, the bad guy shoots the good guy, the good guy falls and he's dead, the camera turns up, he gets up and he goes away. Unfortunately, in real life, that doesn't happen. For people, whose life is a movie, that's how much value they have for human life. It's a complete lack of hergish, no feel for what's real. Das is the deepest tool and the greatest measure of menschhood. Because it's not about how smart you are, it's not how... Another euphemism in America that's totally overused. How passionate you are. It's how credible you are. And you can have people who are very simple. Extremely ordinary. They don't know a lot. But they're such deep people. They're such credible real people. That's Das. And a person who is a Bar Das, the ultimate compliment in in our tradition is to call a person a Bar It means a deep person. It doesn't mean a smart person. It means a real person. You will notice that Baridas are not in a rush. They do things deliberately and slowly and they drive you bananas. Baridas, listen. Baridas, don't mind being disagreed with. Baridas, don't even mind listening to little... You'll tell them something that they know is wrong. They won't say, no, you're wrong. they say, ah, oh, here. And they'll just believe we'll it at that. It's a, it's a character. It's a categorization of person. That's just The right word is a deep person. In our sick, superficial society, the word "deep" has come to mean complicated, convoluted, and mixed up. But that's not depth. That's 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 nothing. Um, depth actually means subtlety and fineness and quiescence. Depth depth is real. That's das. Hasidus says there's das the godless and das the katnas. A person can be a bar das after being a great intellectual. A person could be a badass who is intellectually very deficient. A badass who is intellectually deficient, this is matzah. A badass who is intellectually very sophisticated, this is chometz, this is shruz. Matzah is eating bread, no taste, no growth. Simple person, but real, deep, emes. And the problem with Amun, as you guys know, I'm sure, as you girls know, is we Emunah is a gift from God, which is wonderful, but it's the biggest obstacle. Since we take it, we're given Emunah for free. We have a tendency to take it for granted. Emunah needs to be shepherded. You cannot create faith, but you need to give Emunah integrity, or to give Emunah das. And that's the idea of matzah. Okay, now here comes the surprise. There is an equal theme on sukkah, and that's the lulav. A lulav produces dates. Halachically, dates are mozoin. Mazon, nourishment, food. In other words, the distinction in halakha between fruits and grains fruits, peaches, pomegranates, apples, oranges, kumquats, whatever you like. Okay, just tell me all at once we won't waste time. The purpose of fruit is for pleasure, the eadinolatino. It's not, for food. it's not for nourishment. This is why when you eat fruits for the meal, you have to make a separate bracha. It's not a part of the meal. Bread is mozayim. It's nourishment. It's a staple. It's a necessity. Pesach and Shavuos, we celebrate the harvest of bread. Sukkos, we celebrate the harvest of fruit. Of pleasurable fruits. And you should know that in the musach, in the musach, in Shachon it's written, part of that blessing is thanking Hashem for things we need, Bread, and part of that blessing are thanks for thanking some things we don't need, but they're luxuries, items of pleasure. Fruit. Pesach has to do with bread. Tisha has to do with fruit. Fruit you can't you can't wash on fruit. You can eat a million peaches. You can't make uh, on the and you can't say Make <laughs> a The lone exception is dates. If you eat enough dates, you gotta say the big benching, all four brachas. <laughs> Not al-Haits, ap the big benching, because dates halachically are mozayin, they nourish. So you have a very unique Kabbalistic curveball. Dates are the one fruit that has the strength, has the advantage of mozayin, as well as the advantage of tainug. Dates both nourish and give pleasure. In other words, dates like wheat, provide das the lulav is the sukkah what the matzah is the Pesach this says in Kabbalah I didn't make it up and of course it's accentuated in can see this and celebrate you never heard this before huh? Gavaldik <laughs> um, th- is this halacha with the dates or just Kabbalah? it's halacha yeah the Rebbe would never eat dates when they would put down by the Rebbe fruits two he would eat figs and they asked the Rebbe why don't you eat dates and I eat three dates you can make allah allah eights but there is a question if you eat enough dates you have to bench like eight bread. Ask your local rabbi and that ain't me. This you can ask somebody else. Rabbi Paltila said you could ask me. Uh, um, but this is an interesting Allah. So Hasidus and Kabbalah say it's Arizal, And Hasidus of course brings it out in detail. In an, that dates provide das to the theme of Tishrei. Just like the matzah provides das to the theme of Pesach. The theme of Pesach is Exodus, is Geula. The theme of Pesach is humility and faith the credibility of redemption faith, humility is the matter. the bread das lulav is the same, finds the same service in other words we have a problem, we're in an awful awesome place, we're so close to Hashem, we're experiencing great revelations and it's a cloud, what does a cloud mean? it ain't me, it's my environment, so you take the lulav, you go into the sukkah, you shake it in every direction you bring it to your heart the idea is that all of the energies, all of the lights, all of the inspirations, all of the awe and joy—the awe of the ten days, and the joy of Sukkot—should come to my heart. This is the lulav. And as I mentioned the other day, which this also enhances and explains further, why the lulav is a complex union, because the idea of the lulav is internalization. If the sukkah hovers if the sukkah is a maqib, the sukkah is a cloud that surrounds and melts away differences, the lulav accentuates differences. Because the whole idea of lulav is, it's not enough to be in a good environment, to be in a cloud and feel holy. The holiness has to be personal. If the holiness has to be personal, each person experiences and is holy and connected to Hashem in a distinct way. One person is a lulav, another person is an esing, another person is a hadas, and another person is an araba. And they're all part of the same agudah. As I discussed yesterday, and the day before, in the class before that. So the theme of Lulav is the beginning of the process of internalizing the whole Tishrei. In other words, girl, this is the deal. The deal is Hashem comes to us. Hashem invites us to him. We want to take him home with us. Not literally, but spiritually. Taking him home with us is the theme of the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. It's the theme of Sukkah. It's the joy of Sukkos. And ultimately it's the lulav. Because the lulav is the das. The lulav represents, it symbolizes, although the word symbolism is not appropriate, the idea that I must understand that being inspired in an environment of inspiration is wonderful but temporary and short-lived. And not true. To be a Jew means I have to be a Jew. Not be in a Jewish environment. It helps to be in a Jewish environment. Halachically you're required to be in a Jewish environment. If you're in a non-Jewish environment, you're supposed to run away and live in the desert like it says in the Gemara. But environment is not enough. We need to be yidden. We need to be yidden. The Rebbe has the Maim of Atatetzalah where the Rebbe says, Moshe was a Rebbe of Klai himself for 40 years. They lived in a cloud surrounded by godliness. What was Moshe doing? Moshe, Mestami, had Fabrengans, he had chassidus. I mean, imagine it was a Rebbe. He had had literally millions of chassidim and they were never far away, they didn't have to travel from Israel, and from Morocco, and from, from France, they were, within, they were within three miles of him. The great, the whole, Machim Israel was Gimel Pass, Gimel which, not three, 12 miles. The greatest distance between any Jew and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't be more than six miles. Couldn't be more than six miles. It's an hour and a half walk, Sa'chakum. So Say, we're all local. And Moshe, what did he talk about? Moshe had one message. Are you Jewish because you're in the cloud, or are you Jewish because you're a Jew? How do you answer that question? <laughs> how do you answer that I don't know it's impossible <laughs> to know but this was Moshe's message to Eden Das don't be a Jew because of your environment be a Jew because you're a Jew the Meraglim their whole protest was they wanted to be Jewish they wanted to be environmental Jews Jews by association we don't want to leave the cloud and Moshe says but this is not genuine you is you and on Pesach it's the Matzah and on Sukkot it's the Lulav how do you do this? Brilliant question. And of course, it's, this is the kavanah of lulav, api kabbalah, basically. Of course, it's much more intricate. But api kabbalah, the basic concept of the lulav is that we should personalize and make individual, distinct to ourselves, the experience of being Tishte with the Hashem in this palace, the experience of tshuva, the experience of simcha, which is the translation of chuva into an alternate form, as I discussed yesterday with you. This is the Dalagmin, this is the lulav. Which is why, apikabola, it's important to shake the lulav in the sukkah. The sukkah is the makif. And you point the lulav in each direction of this makif and bring it to your heart. Make the vapor cond- uh, condense and become fluid that you can exactly, you can, you can, uh, take in, you can internalize. You know, that's the idea of the luluf. And this is why we use a palm. A luluf. Because it has tmarim, Dates which have this theme of das, with the additional component of ashirus. Matzah, the bread is unleavened. The bread is poor. Sukkis, the, the tmarim, the provision of das is pleasureful also. It gives you tainu. In other words, the additional dimension of richness, which is the difference between Pesach and Sukkos. Sukkos is a much greater joy because it's a rich holiday. Pesach is a lesser joy because it's really an impoverished holiday. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a going out of exile holiday. Okay? Good. Okay. Um, let's get to I have very little time. This is so important. In the Gansa welt Mamish in the welt but mostly in the Hasidish Shevelt and the Sadish Shevelt, one of the pinnacles of Tisha is Hashanah Rabbah. I just saw last night on Hashem Hoshiah. No. Please God help me. No. No is fifty-one. It goes on the fifty-one days from Ishkhidish Elul till Hashan al We say Al Dabadah fifty-one days. The both days of Ishkhidish Elul, the last day of Av, the twenty-nine days of Elul, and the twenty-one days. Hashanah al is always the same day as Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's exactly three weeks from Rosh Hashanah to Lashanah Rabbah. Shabbos because was Shabbos. It always works out that way. Never any exceptions. The fifty-one days between Elo and Lashanah Rabbah are Yemei Arachamim, and it's written in Zayar that this is the the, piscuit, the end of the Chasimah. Even though we say that we judge on Rosh Hashanah and we're completed on Yom Kippur, and there's a chosim, there's a ceiling, ceiling with a C, not with an S. Um, I guess they're both with a C. <laughs> No, no, ceiling with an S and not with a C. Oh boy, um, it continues till a I have a cousin, it's a litvak. I pick with and he lives in Muncy. He sends his kids to a chassidish achidet, and the kids come home. and they tell him it's Hanukkah. Is gematria listen, I don't mind the chassidish shstick, but I can't deal with the kseibah v'kaseibah matay for You know, I can handle. I mean, apiyalochah is but apizayah written in zayah exclusively shanerabba. For whatever reason, I have yet to find in Memorial Hasidis, and I've learned a few, a celebration of Hashanah Rabbah. It's mentioned. For example, The lion roars, who is not afraid? Adiye is Elo, Rosh Hashanah, Yehimaki Purim, Rabbah. This is brought in Hasidis. The lion roars, Adi, Al-Afresh, Yud, Hei, is Elo, Rosh Hashanah, Yehimaki Purim, and Hashanah Rabbah. There are mentions of Hashanah Rabbah. But in Hasidic Chabad, the big day is Shmini Atzeres, and in the whole world, nobody knows what to do with Shmini Atzeres. It's like, <laughs> it's, what, what, it's not circus, it's not Simchas Like Shmini is the day for resting and recovery (R and R). You finish dancing for seven days. Tomorrow is Simchas In Chabad, Shmini is, is the pinnacle of the whole tishrei. And again, I, this is—it's unusual. It's, it's a different spin. It's a different emphasis. And the, what other Yidden say is true also. I mean, like I said, it's a Zohar. That the idea of Eshan and Piskah In the Minhagim, it's written in our customs, it says that it's not a Chabad custom to wish one another in Eshan rabbah a Piskah It says in our Minhagim, in our book of customs, that it's not our custom to wish one another a Piskatova. If you've ever died with a non-Lubavitch, which is a good idea, by the way, you won't become... It's very interesting and important, in my view, to see different customs. People dress Shabbos clothes Hashanah Rabbah. They daven the Yom Tavdikah davening. They say, you know the Shabbos before Baruch Sha'am, all those pages? Hashanah Rabbah, they read all those extra stuff. There's a lot of beautiful... Hashanah Rabbah is a whole... People don't drive Hashanah Rabbah. You do work, but people consider Hashanah Rabbah a different kind of a day. It's a special day. And in Chabad, it's just another day of Sukkot. Except that you're up all night saying pillim, but we're up all night dancing anyway. Um, but in Chabad, Hashanah Rabbah I don't want to use the word de-emphasized, but it's certainly not emph- over The Rebbe, in the last few years, all of a sudden started saying, Piskitav Eishan In the Chabad customs, which the Rebbe himself wrote, from what he heard from the previous Rebbe, he, would, he says, don't, we don't, it's not our custom to wish one another a good kvittel, a good year, people ask me, so should we say, and I say yes. Why? Because I'm relying on this, that the Rebbe, in the late 80s, started to say, Hashem Rabbah almost, not almost, yearly, even though it's not our custom, but people wish one another a pizketav. And the Rebbe actually introduced another non-chabad custom, that the Gabbai should give out sweet apples with honey on Rabba. If you come early enough to 770 and you're in the right time, in the right place, some people get apples, some get little packets of honey, if you get both, it's a miracle. <laughs> But they come with cases of apples and these little, you know, like the mustard packages, little packets of honey and they give everybody. This is a custom which the, which the Rebbe had from his childhood. The Rebbe did not grow up on a Chabad shul. The Rebbe's father was a rabbi in an Ashkenaz shul. Yekaterin Slav had 20 shuls. The Rebbe's father was the rabbi of the whole city. He davened in the largest shul. the daven Ashkenaz. And there were a lot of Ashkenaz customs. There were things that Rebbe did that the previous Rebbe didn't do based on, on his childhood, how he was raised. For example, the Rebbe would say, on Shavuos, the Rebbe would say, no, help me, Agdomus." We don't say Agdomos. And the previous Rebbe didn't say Agdomos, but the Rebbe would secretly say Agdomos, and the reason given, I don't know if it's true, but because in the Rebbe's shul, where he grew up, they said Agdomus. It was Ashkenaz shul, it wasn't a Chabad shul. And the Rebbe introduced to 770 customs from his shul. From, from the Ashkenaz minion. And one of them was this, to give out apples. And the, the custom was, would give out aziza apple matonic, a sweet apple mint, honey. So the Rebbe reintroduced, or brought into Chabad, this custom, which is not, as a not traditionally a Chabad custom, of wishing each other a good Yorushan Rabbah. Having said all that, in Chabad, the Shuddim is Shmini no doubt about it. Wait, where's the for that? For why Chabad is and not Hashanah? I'm gonna get to it. It's, 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 it's Kabbalah's, or the Zayah speaks about both. But we make the bigger sturdim of Shminat And the irony is, the whole veld says Hudavadashamayri and Shmin also. We don't say Hudavadashamayri and O'davadashamedi, and, O'davadashamedi. and yet Shmin is the biggest deal of Tishrei. The Nakuda of Shmin is, do you know what happened to Shmin Nothing happened to Shmin Absolutely nothing. The word Atseres, amongst other things, means to pause. To hesitate. To stutter step. To, to go passive. To become inactive. That's the idea. The concept is that when, this is very, very important for Americans to hear, but people's solution is yoga. Judaism's solution is Shemini It's our form of yoga. <laughs> running, 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 doing, 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 hop, 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 a million things. It's New York City, you do a million different things. You never stop to live. And because you're so busy doing all these things, you're hopping mitzvahs, you have no time to make it all real. Shemina you stop. My Mori, Chassidus, talk about this a lot. Um, and I, I, I'm not certain if it's based on a or not. I would have to look again. But this is certainly the Chabad idea of Shemina It's a day for doing nothing so that the whole Tishri could settle. You do nothing. You've been doing so many things. You've done a lower tshuva. You were invited into the palace. You did a higher tshuva. You crowned Hashem as a king. You did tshuva for 10 days. You did a higher tshuva of Yom Kippur. You prepared yourself for Sukkot. You danced and celebrated on sukkahs. You have the dance the rabbi has the sikhahs. The, the joy of Sukkus, the joy of luluv, and the joy of simchas beis sheyeva. You did a shyness. Stop, 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 stop. Relax. Wait, wait, just rest. sit down. Sit down on the grass, sit and what should I do? Do nothing. I'm bored. <laughs> Relax. Don't be bored. Just just be for a while. Just is for a little bit. Just be. And Chassidus says that another translation of the word atzeres, the Chassidus brings three translations. Atzer means a king, a, a master. Atzer means a hesitation and a pause. And Atzer means an absorption. Klita. The Hasidic, the Chabad. This is not Hasid. This is Chabad Hasidic. Other Hasidus places emphasis on Shnei The Chabad Hasidus, Shemini says today, you need to take everything you had and let it saturate. There is no special avodah Shemini Atzeres. It's not Shuvah It's not kabbalah sale. It's not a higher chuva It's not simcha. It's not achdus. It's nothing. It's not nothing for nothing. It's nothing for everything. <laughs> the, the idea is that we want to take the whole tissue and internalize it. I have a super story. It's a very subtle story. In other words, if you don't get it, don't tell me because I'll look at you with a funny face. But it, it's one of my favorite stories because it illustrates the theme of Ashminat although it's not Ashminat's story. When the previous Rebbe passed away, he was survived by his Rebetzin, by his wife, who lived 21 y- long years minus a month longer. She passed away the 10th of Tevis, he passed away the 10th of Shvat. 21 years later. She, she was a real Rebetzin. And she had... Huh? Rebetzin Hamadina And she uh, lived upstairs in 770. And she had a whole program going. People used to come to her. She had her fans and was like, and Yom Tov, she always had a minion who sat by her table. She would host a minion of Hasidim. And she would make a festive Yom Tov meal. But the whole idea was that the previous Rebbe was still present. His table, his place at the table was empty and set. They didn't put soup and devilt the fish down. But they put down Khalas with a deckel. And in Pesach, they put down three matzes. And to the right of the Fidikebis spot was the older son-in-law, Derashag, Rabbi Gerari and to the left of the previous was the younger son-in-law who was then known as Ramash, the Rebbe and the Rebbe would go to his the Rebbe would go there with a minion it was a very special circumstance, this was one of the Hamish moments with the Rebbe and all the Bacher would come upstairs and stand around until they didn't let him come anymore but, because it became too pushy But it was, a, it was an event where Hasidim actually ate with the Rebbe it was very special for a variety of reasons she passed away at of in 1971. So Rabbi Gerari was immediately concerned that the Rebbe should continue eating Pesach with him. He, was, he felt so honored. He sat opposite his brother-in-law, the Rebbe, for 20 years. He sat next to his father-in-law, the Rebbe, for 30 years and he wanted to continue. So um, he proposed to the Rebbe that the Rebbe should continue coming. So the Rebbe answered directly but subtly, Pesach, I'm going to be myself. Yeah, the Rebbe was enough. So Rashag asked again and again. Now asking the Rebbe a second time and a third time, is trying to knock a hammer again, a nail, into, ma- into a diamond the second time. So he started lobbying. He sent this one and that one and the other one. One of the people he sent to the Rebbe was a man named Rabbi Simpson. Rabbi Simpson was the Fiddick Rebbe's secretary and the Rebbe recruited his son to be his secretary because they were remarkably secretive men. Smart but very, very they don't speak. They have tremendous secrets. Rabbi Simpson used to go into people, with people to the previous Rebbe into the Echidus room to interpret because the previous Rebbe's speech was impeded. And people talked to the previous Rebbe about very personal things because Rabbi Simpson was a stone. Rabbi Simpson came home at night you never knew if it was a good day or a bad day. He showed... Not only didn't tell you what happened he showed no emotion. I mean a typical Rabbi Simpson story was he walked into the previous Rebbe with somebody and that person says to him you know what you don't have to interpret I'll understand myself. The Freedek Rebbe's words. The Freedek Rebbe spoke to him. He didn't understand the word. He turned to Rabbi Simpson, what did the De Rebbe say? You know what he answered? I wasn't paying attention. He told me not to listen. I didn't listen. He was standing there. This is Rabbi Simpson. He, he was a very special man. He was older than the Rebbe. And I suppose he was older than the Rashak. He was a beautiful person. You look at his photograph, you see him beautiful, I don't mean that he, you know, he was beautiful. A, a, shwayed, a real Chabad Choset, a man of few words, always looked beaming, brilliant, a graceful goad, a deep Choset, and the lips were just closed. He had very little to say. When he needed to speak, he could speak, but he he was a genius at not saying anything. He was a deep, he was a real Pneumistik ayid a real model of a Chabad Choset. There's an expression, what's a Chabad Choset? Tracht Asach, Red on Thinks a lot, speaks very little, and is always doing things. This was Rabbi Sims. So Rabbi Garari asked him to go into the Rebbe and ask that the Rebbe should continue reading the Sodhis upstairs. He couldn't say no to Rabbi Garari, and he would never ask the Rebbe something like that. The Rebbe is entitled. So he walked into the Rebbe, he stood there, and he walked out, didn't say a word. He walked into the Rebbe, he stood there and he walked out. Hasidim would do that. I mean, if you do that to me, I'll call you crazy. You know, a Rebbe is another. After putting him closer to Pesach, Rabbi Grai visited the Rebbe again. And he said, What about Pesach? So the Rebbe said, I told you, Pesach, I'm going to be by myself. So he says to the Rebbe, I sent Rabbi Simpson. So the Rebbe says, Yeah. <laughs> he came in here. And he didn't say anything, but it was a deep quiescence. It was a deep silence. In other words, his silence spoke. Did I ever heard him? <laughs> he walked in. He stood, and he walked out. Did I ever heard him? He says, "Yeah, he came in. He stood. He didn't say a word, but his silence spoke." This is Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres is a day to give tishrei a chance to settle. Now this sounds so romantic and so easy. It's it's very deep. I mean, of course, the premise is that you work like a, like, like, like a slave, a whole tishrei, so Shemina has meaning. If you waste the tishrei and you're going to do nothing, Shemina you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> you're going to bore yourself. You know. But this is the, this is the Chabad the of It's a very unique, I've never seen in any other Svartim, this vision of Shemina Tzerez. considered if Lulav is the beginning of the internalization, Shemina is the culmination. Give Tishrei, a chance to become real. You know how? Stop! Don't do anything. Just be. And in the marshal that I gave you of the king in the field, I illustrated: is the, the peasants dance and dance and dance and dance, and then they're exhausted. They can't dance, so they stop dancing. What happens when they stop to the dance? What happens? A unique revelation, unique transformation, it takes place. Instead of dancing and celebrating what the king gave them in the past tense, it suddenly dawns on them. The king didn't give us a trip, a temporary experience. The king gave us a piece of himself. We're taking the king back to the field with us. We're not leaving the king in the palace. We're taking the king with us to the field. The peasants don't recognize us till they can't dance. So long as they're dancing, they're expressing gratitude for what the king gave them. They stop. They do nothing. Now it dawns on them, this is not an event that happened, this is going to continue. We've, give, we've been given a piece of the king, we take it along. This is Simchas Teireh. we dance again, it's a totally different dance. It's not a dance that's cloud-like. Gratitude for having been with the king. It's the celebration. We've taken something from the that we're bringing it home with us. This is what we dance on, Simchas Teireh.